The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of Luke, chapter number 24, we want to introduce a new series of sermons as we will go through the Bible book by book using the survey method to gain an overview of the Bible. First, a word of prayer, and then we'll begin on the road to Emmaus, where two disciples meet the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I come now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the day. I thank you for the time to open the Word of God. And may our hearts burn within us today, by the way, as we listen to the Word of God. I need your touch, and I need your grace. And I pray now in Jesus' name, and for his sake, amen and amen. So we begin our journey through the scriptures, book by book, by considering the first Bible survey ever given, and it was given by our Lord Jesus Christ. Two disciples on the way to Emmaus, Luke 24 and verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, 
as ye walk and are sad. And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying, that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre, and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh into the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and blessed it, and brake, and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? What a privilege it would have been to have been one of these two, and have received the Bible survey beginning at Moses and all the prophets, and have the things concerning Jesus Christ expounded unto us. What a privilege. What a blessing. Now let me say that that survey was theological. It was Christocentric, and it was biblical. It was given with the most intimate knowledge of God and with the belief that Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. There was no hint of disbelief in the doctrines of revelation, inspiration, illumination, and preservation. Here was a man who knew his Bible and who knew it to be the very words of God. It is even the God-man. Jesus Christ, yea, the very living word, expounding all the things contained therein concerning himself. And we approach this study the same way. We believe that the Bible is divinely inspired. It is inerrant, it is infallible, and it is preserved to this very hour in our beloved King James Bible for English-speaking people. And it is our desire that the great author and teacher of the Word of God would come alongside of us as he did those two disciples on the road to Emmaus 
and that he would expound to us the things concerning himself, that as we see and hear the truth of the word of God, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, truth by truth, that our hearts too would burn within us, and that he would open the scriptures before us. We would ask you to remember three things as we go through this study together. Number one, the belief that we have the very Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Bible is the breathed Word of God. Verbally, plenarily, inspired, every word, every part was divinely breathed and is authoritative in all things. Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's been preserved. The Word of God is not a book to be discredited. It's not a book to be doubted or disbelieved or criticized, but rather it is a book to be believed and to be obeyed. But then number two, come to this study with the understanding that not only do we have the very words of God preserved for us, but with the understanding that the Bible cannot lend itself to everyone's interpretations. God is the author, and He alone can give us the proper understanding. And while there are many applications, there can be but one primary interpretation, and it must be given as God gives light and understanding. And so we ask for heavenly wisdom that we might interpret the Scriptures, comparing Scripture with Scripture, and leaning on the blessed Holy Spirit who dwells within our hearts. And then number three, we would offer you the aim of application for our lives today. True Bible study will lend itself to a personal and practical application for our lives. A wise preacher once said, every verse has a primary interpretation and a practical application. Bible interpretation without personal application, is dead theology. So then may God teach us, and may God take us, and turn us unto Himself through His beloved Word. All Scripture is not about me, but all Scripture is written for me. Let me give you five R's if you would learn in the school of God. Number one, read God's Word. Read it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, and day by day. Number two, remember God's Word. Take down some verses and memorize them. Commit them to memory. Remember God's Word. But then number three, research God's Word. Study its books, its chapters, its passages, its verses, and its words. Study its doctrines and declarations. Study its people, its places, its prophecies, its principles, its precepts, its parables, its pictures. Study the Word of God. Take the time to take a close look at the Word of the Lord. But then number four, reflect upon God's Word. 
This is where we should take the time to meditate on what we've read, to dwell on what we've remembered and memorized, and to consider the second time what we have researched and studied. Think deep and long and let God's word roll over and over in your mind and heart. But then number five, relate God's word. Do not simply keep it to yourself. Share what you've read and what you've learned with someone else. Find someone who's ignorant of the scriptures and teach them the truths of God's word. We should be those who are always looking and loving and listening and learning and living when it comes to the word of God and the God of the word. Let us be a people of the book. The Spirit of God had Paul write it down like this, Romans 15 verse 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Brethren, from start to finish, from front to back, from book to book, from Genesis all of the way through to Revelation, in both the Old and the New Testaments, we find truths to live by in the blessed old book. May God stir our hearts and put within us a deeper love and a higher view of the Holy Scriptures. To God be the glory. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.